Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. The Celtic Exchange. A fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. Final score at Celtic Park. Celtic 1, Bodo Glint 3. Tough night all round eh, for Celtic and Angie's men. This is the morning after the night before, so come after the storm and all of that. Uh, this is Tino. This is the final whistle show. This morning I'm joined by James and Paddy. Paddy, I'll come to you first. What's your initial thoughts on last night and where it all went wrong? Um, many areas it went wrong, Tino, 100%. Uh, I think um, myself included in this, I think there was a slight arrogance for ourselves kind of leading up to this game. Uh, we kind of thought that, yes, we didn't really know too much about them, but we thought that with them selling two key players that this was going to be kind of a, a walk in the park. Um, and on hindsight, is, is a wonderful thing it is, and just kind of looking at their history in, in Europe and looking at their, their um, basically their journey as a team. Um, they've been a team that's been together now for three years. They're all very, very tactically aware of of how this manager wants them to set up and how they all want to play with each other too. Um, yeah. but some, some really, really good results for them as well. I'm, I'm taking away, obviously, the Roma ones. Well, new about the ones, but everyone was putting it down to Roma, Roma putting out a, a weak inside. But they actually put out a strong team against them at the Olympico and it finished two each there. Yeah. Um, but it, the one that comes back to me is the one off uh, Champions League qualifier they had against AC Milan a couple of seasons ago. They ran Milan very close to the edge. It finished 3 2 to AC on the night. And, you know, I just think that it's, it's all good for us just to sit and do this now, absolutely. But, yeah. They were, they were a very, very good team last night. Um, we were we were, we were were very, very poor, in my opinion, but they were a very, very good team, in my opinion. Yeah, 100%, buddy, and I think we maybe all fell into the trap, and it's fine for us to do that, you know, fans and, you know, on a podcast or whatever else. There is a question, I, I don't know if I would say that Ange has underestimated them, there's no doubt he'll have done his work, but they're absolutely a very well-drilled and very well-organised team, myself and James were at the game together, we had somebody on the way out saying, ah, Bodo Glimp, who the hell are they and all that stuff. That's naive and and that's maybe ignorant to, to think like that. They're clearly a side who are on the up. You know, they've been making that progress over the last few years. You could see both in possession and out of possession how well drilled they really were and just how organised they were as a side. What did you think, James? What was your impressions on them as a team? That was the thing that impressed me most was the discipline. I thought they were really well organised. Everyone knew where they should be at every single point in the 90 minutes, depending if they were defending or attacking, you know, and changing phases and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I don't think they had a, a team of 11 world beaters or anything like that. I just think it was the, the manager, the way he's got them drilled, been playing together a few years, lost four players. But we'll see this with Angie's teams. We'll be able to lose players, big players, and replace them, and it won't. You know, the, the team won't skip a beat. When you've got a, a system that's working and well known, superstars can come and go. You know, obviously not the team flipping, but in the midweek I was talking about Jota. How long would it take to replace him? I don't want to replace him. Yeah. But it's, it's the way that Ange plays football that superstars can come and go, but the system stays, and that's what they were last night, having lost their captain, having lost their striker, all that kind of stuff. So, um, from our point of view, I know Angela had been prepared for it. Um, I, I think he went, went into it a bit of a free hit. The Rogic O'Reilly, you know, disaster, if you want to call it that. Um, I think it was an experiment. 
and he's thinking, if we play this, you know, two number tens, you know, ridiculously attacking football, and we get the first goal, we can yeah. run away with it. But we didn't get the first goal. So absolutely. So I tell you what, let's look at the lineup. So that's obviously uh, key to how it all played out. We joked, I think, on the weekly show last week about the dream of seeing O'Reilly and Rodgers in the team together. And I think, is, to use your word there, an experiment. I think experiment last night was maybe just uh, a bit unnecessary. Could we maybe have tested it against Wraith Rovers? Well, you know, why not test that at the weekend? And if you see it, you know, playing well. I think the formation of the lineup um was really, really attacking. Having Rodgers and O'Reilly together indicates that. Two number 10s, essentially. Number 10 is generally a luxury. We had yeah. two of them. Um, and I think Maeda over the maybe what Jack Marcus gives you in terms of holding up play, maybe it was a bit, you know, too attacking. What was your thoughts, Paddy? Obviously, pre-match, you're thinking, this is great. We're absolutely going to go for it and try and blow them out of the water. But as we know, it never played out that way. No, I, I, I totally agree. And I, I agree with what you're saying with maybe Maeda. Um, I actually think the right change was made, obviously, with Jack Marcus coming on later on in the game and not take Maeda off. I don't think he'd done much wrong. I don't think there was huge amounts of service to him. Um, yeah during the game, um, but what they were very, very clever at, um, we speak about the poor performances of Abada and, and Jota last night, and rightly so, but one of the re- re- main reasons for that for me was is that the, the ball wasn't coming out the, the back quick enough, and that was just down to the pressing from Bodo, like the, 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 the amount of times you've seen, I've not seen it much, but you've seen Starfelt and uh, Carter Vickers reluctant to use the inverted fullbacks as much as they have all season. And I know it's a different competition. I know it's a different style of football in comparison to what we played in the league. But there was just points where they just looked very hesitant. A lot of the time, the ball was going back to half. Now, normally when we do that in the league, it's because we're restarting and we're moving the, the, the full formation over to the other wing. To me, last night, it was because they didn't have it in them to make that killer pass and try and break the lines off mm. London. Um yeah, that stopped the service coming through. And like you say, you're not going to get much tracking back from O'Reilly or or, uh, or Roberts for that matter. And the amount of running about McGregor had to do last night because uh, he was doing running for the tournament points, you know. And yeah. it was a it was a I don't poor decision in my opinion. I don't know why we didn't see Hitati. I've no, I've yeah. not heard anything. I mean, I wonder. You know, the formation. I know we do. You know, classic four three three. To your point there regarding McGregor, Paddy, I think it was 4-1-2-3. You know, you basically got your defence with McGregor ahead of it, and then you've got your, you know, your five attacking players, your flare, flare players there. In terms of playing out for the bank, James Paddy's right at times, and we you know we know how it works now. Hart gets it, Carter Vickers gets it, Starfield gets it. I don't think there was enough work ahead of them, and McGregor can't do all of that himself. He can't be the only man showing. You know, Rodic has to come in at one side and, and O'Reilly on the other side. And I think it just... It just went against our whole system. One thing I, I, I was annoyed at was the tension around the stadium. We know this is how we're trying to play and we need to kind of get on board with it. We know it's a system. It's not a surprise. But I don't think there was enough ahead of the defenders to find. What was your, your thoughts on that? A couple of the fans thing first. I, I totally agree. I mean, that was like guys who'd never been at Parkhead all season. This is, this is how it is. Relax. Let them, let them get into it. Let them play the game. Um, on the defence side of things, it's kind of tied with what Paddy's saying that McGregor's doing all that running with no assistance from O'Reilly and Rogic because they're thinking, oh, we are the player guys, we'll be up top. I've, that's the best I've seen anyone play against us and playing out from the back, Bodo. Their um, front two guys were taking up a brilliant position between uh, Carter Vickers and Juranovic 
or Starfelt and Taylor, meaning McGregor was having to do the running in between. But he was getting covered as well. And at that point, you're looking for a Rogic or a Norelli to drop a bit deeper and show. They didn't do it. They didn't learn to do it. See, not doing it straight away, fair enough, but then realised that, okay, the only way we're going to get out is if I go and fetch and carry a wee bit. So that was disappointing. I think the game was a, a totally different um, prospect when Hatati came on and was doing that industrial yeah. running. So the biggest thing for yesterday for me is, can we learn anything from it? And we can. See, when we get pumped by PSG and stuff like that, we couldn't really learn anything from that. We can learn a lot from last night. That's it. You don't learn a lot from beating the likes of Ray Throvers and different things, but you learn something when the chips are down. And I think it's maybe a timely reminder of where we're at. I'll, I'll you know, put my hands up in terms of in recent times getting caught up in hype and getting carried away. And I'm fine with it. I'm happy to let myself get carried away and all that kind of stuff. But it maybe just brings us back to earth for a bump in terms of where we're at, where we've been last season and how much we've still got to, to do if we're going to prove that we're a, a top, top European side. In terms of Bodo, Paddy, I think, as you mentioned earlier on, they're very much a work in progress. They're a few years into this um, system. Is it, is it Nupsen, their manager? Nupsen, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a you know a very well-regarded coach. Say again, James? Apparently knocked back Aberdeen last week. Quite, quite right. A smart man all round. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of you know how well drilled, I think at times you've seen when our defenders had the ball, they were happy to have three guys up, three forwards up on us. Yeah. But as soon yeah. as we broke the lines on the odd occasions we'd, we'd done so, they almost had two banks of five. They were so, so well drilled and, and they worked so hard. And that's the key to the system. Ange mentioned at the weekend. Yeah. It starts with hard work and all the other stuff follows on from that. Two players that really stood out for me, Paddy. The number nine, and he yeah. was up to his nonsense in the second half, came down injured and all that. But he proved with the second goal, I think, when he had a real, you know, run at Greg Taylor. He's a quality player. I think he's an excellent front man. And the number five who played left back, really solid guys. And you're right, James, this, you know, the system is the, is the main thing. It's the first thing. But having quality players like that doesn't, you know, doesn't do you any harm, does it? No, not at all. I mean, we have we have got quality player and quality players ourselves in the system. So I think there are gaps we'll have to cover at some point in the show. Some guy showed the level last night. Um, whether that's mental, you know, the mental level for playing in Europe or just not the ability. That guy ghosted past Greg Taylor. It was yeah. great work from him. It was poor from Taylor. I think Taylor was, I think he worked fairly hard last night. I just don't think he's got the level. Yeah. Uh, Ola Solbakken was the number nine. And I think you're right. I, I think Greg Taylor is as honest as the day is long. Yeah. And I think he's more than good enough for the, the domestic stuff, as is Liam Skills. This is levelling up. You know, this is this is a different challenge, Paddy, and I think too many guys struggled. Greg Taylor might not get to that level, but Jota, we all know about his talent and how good he is and will become in, his, in the rest of his career. He had an off night, didn't he? He's not fit. He did. Yeah, I, I agree with you, I don't, uh, James. I don't. I don't think he's fully fit, but also you're you're um, you're not receiving the ball the way you normally do week in week out. And when he was receiving it, I, I actually looked at you know. I looked at Taylor's performance last night and it looked as if Taylor hadn't kicked a ball in two months. Never mind their start 11. Um, he mm. looked off the pace. He couldn't keep up with some of the players. Um, and what what that causes, what that means is, is that he's bursting a gut trying to get back and try and get your number nine, who basically had fun with him for the full 90 minutes, in my opinion. Yeah. And then he's not he's not offering that support with the overlap for Jota. So Jota's kind of coming up against two defenders at every given, given attempt. 
at one point, you know, I just it, it looked like the laziest cross ever from him. He just realised I'm not going to beat the men here. I'm just going yeah. to try and swing this in with my left foot. And the same kind of started to happen in the second half as well when we went over to the right. I actually thought that at one point, you know, when when we seen Forrest coming on, right, and again, I'm, I'm not his biggest fan this season. I feel for him this season, whatever that's going on. Um, but your number three has been pulling, their, their left back's been pulling up with cramp uh, and gets up and still manages to run past Forrest at one point as well. Aye. It, it just looked as if what they'd done last night was basically say, we've not played in two months, but we're going to give you a runaround. And they made Celtic move last night. We don't move as much as we have last night and we were tired. And that yeah. was the one thing for me. A lot of the players just looked as if they couldn't keep up with the pace of the game. Mm-hmm. And it's not, not talking about Celtic on the ball. Um, Glimt made his move every single time and we didn't like it. We were out of yeah, I think so. And I think when you've got you know that happening, so the left hand side is a great example because having Hatati you know, moving over to the left, that allows Jota that freedom to go and do Jota things and Hatati will you know sweep up and do the hard work and, and put in the industry along with Taylor. When the, the guy slotting in there last night, so O'Reilly was more towards the left, very, very talented guy, no doubt. And it's his first game in Europe, so we'll, you know, we'll give him a bit of leeway there. You've seen that he didn't have that engine. He's a very different type of player to Hatati, but he didn't have that engine to support. And likewise, Rogic, he wasn't able to do it on the right-hand side. Rogic gave up possession cheaply on a couple of occasions and kind of done the, uh, you know, kind of that kind of body language and, you know, and all of a sudden we're on the defensive again. And it was a hard, hard shift, James. And as I'd mentioned, you know, talent is one thing, but you've got to put in the basics and put in the hard work before you, you get any sort of rewards. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're playing for Ange, you know, as you said earlier on, that, that's his foundation. If you're working hard, we can do the rest of the stuff from that from that base. But if you're not prepared to put the shift in, you're just not, the team won't succeed first and foremost, and you won't succeed in this team. So I don't know how much the number of games is, is playing on them and how much they've got their eye off the ball, as in they want to be focusing on the league. But they were just asked to go out and win a game of football. You know, they're not asked to think too far ahead. Yeah, and I don't think Angela allowed them to, you know, take it lightly. There was a, a full house there, a great atmosphere pre-match. It, it was there for the taking and, you know, full focus should have been on last night's 90 minutes. Um, you know, there's other guys as well. I, I think just over the piece, too many guys had an off night. Jota mm-hmm. being a, you know, a big disappointment. Uh, Taylor was poor. Abada was poor as well, Paddy. He's yeah, had a, a few chances down the right-hand side to whip in decent deliveries and he had a very, very weak shot at one point on his left in the first half. And when you do manage to break the lines and get it to your wingers, you've got to make those opportunities count. 100%. I agree. I don't think anyone, for me, got pass marks last night um, at all. I just think it looked as if it was a performance where it's possibly been a slight bit of arrogance from our, our starting 11 and they went out there thinking this is this is a game that we should win, we will win. And basically, they've just been they've been caught out, in my opinion. Um, yeah. I tell you what, though, what I would say is is that I definitely feel that we if we play to the way we can play, we could score against them. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are writing the tie off very very early. I think that's just the rocket we need um, to potentially maybe make us look at their game next week and see how we go. Um, there's still 90 minutes to be played. Um, a lot of people writing it off and saying just focus on the league. I can understand why we want to go and focus on the league. But these are the games. These, these We need to be tested against these types of opponents week in, week out to get to the standard that we need to be at. So, no, for me, we still go for it next Thursday. My last chat, I'm sending the B team over. The full yeah. team. I, I think you're right. And I think 
you know, the, the first goal next week will be so, so crucial. You know, if Celtic manage to score an early goal or, or the first goal at any stage, it completely flips the tie in its head because away goals aren't a thing anymore. So mm-hmm. those three goals we conceded last night are, are less of an issue. And you get the first goal and you just never know. Conditions are going to be tricky, artificial surface, but we've got, you know, a team full of decent footballers. There's no doubt Angela have them switched on. And I think now, we're here now, James, there's no point in going over half-hearted next week, is there? No, and, you know, the footballers should be taking some kind of pride in their, in their abilities that they can go and put on a better showing and, and at least win the tie, if not qualify out of the... Um, win the game if not qualify through the tie. So I, I'm certainly with Barry here, no, no B team, send a, a full-strength team over. Winning does lead to winning, you know, we know that. So if they can go over there, win the game, score the first goal, as you say, and then see what happens. I, I certainly see a scoring over there. Can we keep a clean sheet? That's a question. You'll be going for like a 4-1, 4-2 type situation, you know? Yeah. Tell you what, speaking of uh, overreactions and different things of that, I'm going to bring up a comment. Can't not bring it up. And I, Thomas follows us uh, on Twitter. I don't know if he's at it. I really don't. I'm going to read it out. Um, you'll see it in the screen here. I think Andrews found out last night they had less money but a far superior coach. Andrews' style, not substance. We look good in the SPFL, but Andrews naive and out his depth. Sack him. I'll repeat that. Sack him and get the glimp coach and whatever. What do you think of that, Paddy? I mean, um, I, no problem. Go for that, mate. Thomas winding us up. Tom's a shocker. Uh, I hope so. Now, everyone's entitled to their opinion and that's fine. I didn't hear much for the guys like Thomas when Andrew was beating Rangers comfortably the other week and going on a 20-game unbeaten run domestically and, you know, things of that nature. And I think, maybe Tom's at it, maybe he's not, but I think there's just such a crass overreaction to what effectively is one poor night in Europe and the first poor night for, you know, for some time. We've obviously had tough games against... Betis and Leverkusen and there's no doubt we can add last night to the list but to suggest that Ange isn't doing a brilliant job and isn't leading us in the right direction I can't speak for you lads I can only speak for myself I think that's madness I really do I mean you know is it just kind of symptomatic of of what we get sometimes in this in this modern age after one bad result it's the whole um, it's the whole I told you so game, isn't it? So at the end of the season, if we don't win the league and we're out of every cup, we, we only win the league cup. It's uh, I told you so far. It's still his first season. Still been a massive overhaul this this summer. And um, for me, the, the job's nowhere near started and what Andrews want to do. Um, so yeah, to Thomas, I mean, I've no idea what's going on there. I don't know if it's a wind up, mate, but I totally disagree with you. Yeah, I think it's just you know. You come out last night and you're disappointed, of course, but you need to, it's maybe a, you know, a good reason as to why we're doing this this morning. Sometimes you need to take a wee step back, let the dust settle and say, okay, where did it go right, where did it go wrong, and regroup. The bottom line is, as we've discussed, we could go out there and you know, win through this tie first and foremost you know, next next week, and, and that would be something. But there's other things at play this season, and I think we all know we'd love to do well in Europe, of course, but I think we all know the bread and butter is the domestic stuff and, and obviously the league stuff. And I think we're doing okay there, James, are we? Of course we are, you know, and, that, and that's why it, it, it stands out as such an overreaction because, you know, you, you need to take take Ange's performance in the round. You can't just pick out one game and say, I don't like this, but it needs to be fired. You know, you like the 3 0 uh, defeat of Rangers and all that kind of stuff. He's also spent minus £11 million, Ange, you know? Yeah. So, can he go and find a left back for £11 million? Probably. 
Um, he probably plays for Bodo Glimpy enough, so there's an opportunity <laughs> there. Um, and yeah, we're, we're doing fine with domestic stuff and we're learning. You see, we're learning as a team. Yeah. Celtic, you know, take last night out, but Celtic this year, 2022, are better than Celtic that finished 2021. They're improving, they're learning, and there'll be additions coming as well in the summer as Ange goes to take his second season on. So I'm right behind you, right behind Ange, and I've never been more behind a Celtic manager. Um, we'll win the league. We maybe won't win the European Conference, but I couldn't care less. Yeah, I think in terms of progress, for football teams, our, our, our business, our life in general, it rarely just goes like that, nice and smooth. You're going to have these bumps and up and downs on the road. And that's just what's happening here. You know, it's not to just put last night in a box and say, don't worry about it, that never happened. Of course it happened. But you've got to look at, you know, why it happened. And there's no doubt, you know, Angie and the guys will be sitting this morning or, or, you know, tomorrow or whenever, looking at the video analysis and seeing what could we have done better. I thought there was an interesting tactical point, actually. Celtic obviously scored their, their goal on the night. Uh, another good goal at that. Brilliant cross from Juranovic. Great movement by Maeda. Excellent finish with the header. And then we've gone and conceded, I don't know, a minute and a half later. Albeit it was a deflected goal, but they were coming at us, you know, in numbers at that point. You'll remember back to when Celtic went a goal behind to Hibs in the League Cup final and responded immediately with Kyogo's goal. And obviously we know that that went on to work out pretty well. And there was a lot of talk at the time. Um, I think there was the... Ex-Hearts player, Australian international, Paddy, you might remember his name that was on a podcast. McGowan. Ryan, Ryan McGowan. Talking about the, how this is an Ange thing. The moment a team scores against somebody, that's when they're at their most vulnerable. And Celtic knew that, and Celtic had worked on that, and we caught Hibs cold. The reverse happened last night. You know, we got undone by our own our own methods. And again, it's testament to how well-drilled Bodo are. But we, you know, at that point, the tails are about, I don't know what, you know how long there was left to go, 10 minutes or so. And the tails are up and you're thinking, we could steal something here from a game that we've really struggled in. They obviously done their, their cute thing as well, where they've done a mini huddle just after we've scored. You'll have seen that. They've gathered in the park. Whether that's to get in the minds of players or whatever, the ref was very weak in dealing with that, but that's that's not Bodo's problem. And they've caught us at our own game there. And I just think that's a, that's a, you know, a mentality thing. That's nothing to do with football or ability. That's just being switched on. And there's no doubt it's a sore mistake to make and a sore lesson, but we can improve on things like that, Paddy. We can. The only thing I would say on a football in terms for that, and it kind of comes back to what we had to do to try and get our noses back into the game. We changed shape. You know, we went we went two up top for like the last fifteen, and that that midfielder kind of that we lost again just leaves McGregor even more so exposed. It's been a bad pass on Hattie, uh giving the ball yeah. away for them to then have their counter attack, but as you can see. It took an age for our players to get out to the guy when they tried to get the ball out for his feet. Yeah. And that's just down to, like, we were stretched. They stretched us extremely well last night, and they'd done it even more so when they realised that we only went to two in midfield. Um, so there is a bit of that in it. I don't know what you do, though. Do, do, do you keep going for the equaliser with the same formation you're using? I, mm-hmm. That's not my call, but I put that goal down to us changing changing the shape a little um, yeah. to try and get back into it. And you mentioned four four two, Paddy. <clears throat> I think it was four two four. I really four, do. Two. I, 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 was, I was watching I, it, and I, and I, I questioned. I think I, I said to you, James. I said, yeah. do we need to go as as gung ho at this moment in time? We were back in the game. We were certainly back in the you know the tie. You know overall. And when Forrest came on, I think fifteen minutes to go for O'Reilly. He's yeah. gone wide right. I think Jota's gone wide left. And you've seen Forrest giving the instruction. And I think he's told Maeda and Jack Marcus go through the centre, leaving yeah. you with Hatati and McGregor. Two guys 
yeah. up against some some real talent and real organisation. And I thought physical talent could... as well. Pardon, Paddy. Sorry, mate. Physical talent as well. They were physical a strong. Yeah. And I thought, is it too soon in the tie to be going for this? There's a whole ninety minutes to look forward to in Norway. But is it just Anja? Have we gone a wee bit too bold there, James? Yeah, um, you know, we, we talked about it at the time. It did seem a bit, you know, I've got to get something, I've got to get more back tonight rather than just taking stock after the game. You're halfway through the tie. You know, there's there's plenty of time to catch over there. I think Angie's teams away are different from Celtic teams away in the past. I, I, don't, I don't think it's as, as daunting as it has been. He goes out there and he plays football and he, he catches teams cold. You know, Leverkusen, Betis, I've, I've seen that. So... Yeah, maybe it was. Um, I still think he was a wee bit, you know, experimental last night. I really do. I thought I think he was not too bothered, which sounds weird, but I think he was trying stuff. And if it came off great, if it didn't, so what? Yeah, I just thought it was a, a strange game to try that. But you know, it, it, players can make mistakes and players can have off nights, and managers can do the same. You know, I'm sure. You know, we know how he is now as a guy, and you know, from listening to him and watching his pressers that. And himself will reflect on last night and look at, you know, what he could have done differently, what perhaps went wrong, and and I'm sure he'll learn the lessons. But what we'll do, we're you know starting to kind of close this one out for today. But again, let's look, you know, positively and let's look forward to next week. What are you expecting from Celtic? Obviously, we've got a, you know, a more important fixture on Sunday against Dundee in the league, and we'll, we'll touch on that very briefly. And then we're we're back out to Norway next Thursday. What are you expecting from that? A, a, a very very aggressive response, to be honest, from in both games. Um, like I say, I'm, I'm all for saying that the, the league is the bread and butter. I totally agree with that, but I, that won't sit well with, with myself fully if we kind of just prioritise at the moment that we're still in this game next week. Um, and I think both games, you need to come out fast, you need to come out quick, try and get the tie, uh, try and get the game against Dundee wrapped up fairly early and able to rest players and make sure that we're ready over there because I don't think it's over. I, I generally think we've just been caught, caught off guard in one of those games. I remember a game against uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach where we were again we were expected to go toe to toe with them, and they came over and just schooled us absolutely bosses from start to finish. I know it's a different team, but the mentality that we took over to Mönchengladbach was an incredible mentality. We should have actually won the game, and I just think that we've got enough in the tank to go and beat a team like Bodo Glimt, who are very well organised, but so are we. Yeah, James, is that a timely reminder that we are a work in progress, not just for us as fans, but for Ange and the players to say, right, we've had a great run, you know, solid domestically, doing really well, progressing and, you know, meeting a lot of, uh, you know, the key targets for the season, but it's still quite a long way to go. Absolutely, and it's, it's a reality check of sorts in that regard. Um, from a, a footballing perspective, I think, you know, all our players, we've seen it all season, all our players know their role within the system and they weren't applying their roles last night. You know, the, the, the double number 10 thing had an impact in terms of playing out from the back. So, you know, Ange's got hands to put up there. But I think there's there's work to be on the training ground where they can be saying, here's, you know, what you're meant to be doing and here's what you did. So here's how we make sure it doesn't happen again. So I think we'll get a reaction on Sunday for sure. But more interesting, I think we'll get a reaction next Thursday over in Norway. Yeah, here's hoping. Sunday's important, isn't it? And I suppose it's the it's the joy of football. You have a poor result there on a Thursday night. But you only need to wait, you know, two or three days before you get a chance to rectify it. And I think, unfortunately for Dundee, Celtic will will come out all guns blazing. You use the word aggressive there, Paddy. Are you expecting us to really be at it from the off on Sunday? Have to be, have to be. Like I say, you need to get this um, game kind of done quickly. Um, I know, obviously, it goes into one game at a time, and rightly so. But there's no 
I don't think there's any chance he's not thinking about Thursday now already. I, I really do. And, you know, Dundee, it's a, a game where, not not um, causing any disrespect to him here or anything like that, but it's a game where you, you want to watch your players as well. Um, we should be running over them. Um, but we, with that, you expect some, some heavy challenges. And I just think we just need to be careful um, and just protect the players as much as we can because we've seen it in too many games this season. And I just think get the job done in the first half and then you can look to rotate the team um, as much as possible and get them ready for next week. Yeah. James, any final thoughts as we wrap this one up? No, just reset. You know, put it under your feet and reset. There's a game, I think it's a good thing, the game's only a couple of days away because you get a chance to kind of wipe out your memory bank. So get into it on Sunday, show us what you can do and prepare for Thursday. Yeah, exactly. So listen, thanks to James, thanks to Paddy for joining me today. Thanks for everyone who's tuned in live as well and for all the comments. We really, really appreciate it. Don't forget to like this episode and subscribe to the show. Uh, and thanks again for all the ongoing support there. We'll be back with you on Sunday after that Dundee game. But in the meantime, thanks for watching. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts.